3: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Oh, oh.
3: Oh.
0: You might have thought that was Miami Spring Break, but then you <laughs> heard the elephants, and you thought, no, I'm pretty sure they don't even have elephants at Spring Break. Well, not anymore, well, anymore since they were hunted out of extinction well, down on South Beach. Well, depends on what party you go to. <laughs> We'll explain
5: what that was coming up a little bit later. It's uh, quite the mayhem there, including elephants, so stay tuned. Insane and terrifying, although uh, I guess Miami was insane and terrifying, too. Riots and pepper balls. and.
0: Got to run through that. I got to admit, when I first saw the story, I thought, why don't they just let the kids have their fun? Why are they cracking down? Because they kept claiming it was because of COVID. And I thought, "What? whatever. No, that's not exactly what was going on there. And the reason they're not telling you Why they're cracking down in Miami is also an interesting
5: political story. So we'll get to that later this hour. I think I know where you're going. So one of the strange uh, journalistic threads running through the weekend, strange doesn't uh, do it justice, really troubling, weird journalistic threads over the weekend, if you ignore the news, was... Article after article, video piece after video piece on the cable news about how white supremacy was running wild in America, and you could tell by the shootings of those poor Asian people. And uh, I'm going to get into this story a little bit just to illustrate how crazy it is, but the headline in the, uh, in the USA Today, Stop Asian Hate, Stop Black Hate, Stop All Hate, Many Americans Call for Unity Against Racism in the Wake of the Shooting of Those Nice Asian Ladies. Um, and uh, we'll have more examples of that to come. But Andrew Sullivan wrote a great uh, piece, uh, very, very even-handed, pointing out that, as you probably know from listening to our show, that the crazy, stupid, cowardly, sick shooter um, has said, and his friends have said, and his family has said, no, he's got no bias against Asians, had nothing to do with it. No, he's a sex nut. Uh, yeah, yeah, and as Andrew Sullivan points out, this story has been deeply instructive about our national discourse and the state of a, the American mainstream and elite media. The story's coverage is proof, it seems to me, that American journalists have officially abandoned the idea and the attempt, uh, to create any kind of objectivity in reporting these stories. We are now in the enlightened social justice world of moral clarity and narrative shaping. <clears throat> And then he points out, in even-handed fashion, we don't know the whole truth yet. It's probably complicated, or as my therapist used to say, multi-determined. That's why we have thorough investigations. Then he cites some examples of various shooters and tragedies and maniacs and how their uh, psyche was quite complicated. Um, uh, and then he mentions the New York Times ran a piece saying the killer's confession, though it's not definitive, is pretty unequivocal, did, as did the Washington Post. Um, there was a follow-up piece about religious mania, sexual compulsion, the rest of it. Yes,
0: that was something, too. Uh, For anybody who was embarrassed by claiming that it had to do with anti-Asian hate when they found out some people, not most people, most people, including the president, are willing to just plow full speed ahead on it was anti-Asian hate, even though there's zero evidence of that. Um, but the people that were shamed out of that had to turn it into, well, there's something wrong with Christians. See how crazy Christians are? That's what it is. It's a
5: weird Christian thing. Right. Nobody uh, seemed to have any time or interest in we're a society soaked in pornography and prostitution and, and sexual obsession and anything goes-ism, which is certainly a, uh, a discussion worth having. But as Sullivan points out, we've yet to find any credible evidence of anti-Asian hatred, any, even a a speck of it, there isn't any. And yet, well, you know what's coming, accompanying one original piece on the known facts, one piece, the New York Times ran nine, nine separate stories about the incident as part of the narrative that this was an anti-Asian hate crime fueled by white supremacy and or misogyny. Not to be outdone, the Washington Post ran 16 separate stories on the incident as an anti-Asian white supremacist hate crime. 16. Uh, one story for the facts, 16 stories on how critical race theory would interpret the event regardless of the fact. For good measure, one of their columnists denounced reporting of law enforcement's version of events in the newspaper because it distracted from attention from the real motives. So the newspaper actually... Ran a column saying that story reporting facts should be taken out because it's distracting everybody. Which brings us to the uh, article in the USA Today that I tweeted out, um, w- which is just crazy. Uh, many Americans call for unity against racism in the wake of the, uh, the shootings of the Asian women. Uh starts with a, a young uh, Hispanic activist who knew exactly how it felt, the rush of solidarity after a shooting in El Paso a couple of years ago. Um In the wake of this week's killings, many have rallied in support of the Asian-American community, uh creating a sense of unity in the fight against anti-Asian violence. We're thinking about how we can work together on the issue of hate crimes. Um... While police haven't said they've yet determined whether a 21-year-old specifically targeted his victims, uh, many have pointed out it's hard to separate race from the equation, <laughs> particularly after a recent spike in anti-Asian violence that began during the COVID-19 pandemic, in which many believed was fomented by the rhetoric of the Donald Trump administration. I haven't even seen that nailed down. Have you? I, well, I,
0: I, I'm. Uh, I probably should work harder at this. How much more anti-Asian violence is there than normal? Because you do have the situation where sometimes when these stories ca- take hold, you start paying attention to stories that otherwise you wouldn't have paid attention to as the media, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um And then, have they nailed down? Are, are there examples of Asians being attacked where they say this is for COVID?
5: I have not heard How of often them. is that happening? Do we know well, that
0: that's what's behind it?
5: Well, right, that's why this article, uh, this piece in the USA Today is thick with phrases like, it's hard not to draw the connection, and many have said, you know, like I care what many have said. A quick, um, there are a bunch of stats that Sullivan goes to later in the article. Uh, of those committing violence against Asians, you discover that 24% of such attacks are committed by whites. 24% committed by fellow Asians. 7% by Hispanics and 27.5% by African Americans. That's from the Euros, U.S. Bureau of Justice Victimization Survey. Okay, that hurts the narrative. So it's uh, it appears to be about 35 to 24 non-white people versus white people committing uh, attacks against Asians. And again, anybody who attacks anybody for race or color or creed or ethnicity is a scumbag and you're not a friend of mine. And
0: does it have anything to do with COVID? That's what I want to know. I, I haven't heard any, any proof of that.
5: And let's see, on the question of hate crimes, which is incredibly difficult to track, the rate of violent crime committed against Asians increased from 18.2 to 16.2 per 1,000 persons from 2015 to 2018. Hate crimes, an annual rate of increase approximately 12% from 2012 to 2014, well before Trump. Although there was a temporary decrease from 2014 to 2015, anti-Asian bias crimes had increased again from 2015 to 2018. Um, And again, it's not white people doing most of the attacking, uh, but nobody wants to talk about that. Oh, by the way, if you didn't hear our interview with Ying Ma last week, it's available via the Armstrong Getty On Demand podcast.
0: If we keep pretending there are race wars, we're going to have race wars. If there's not a race war going on between whites and Asians, with whites as the perpetrators, then let's not pretend there is. That's a very, very dangerous thing to do. And plus, regardless of where it takes us, how about we just report the facts and let you know things end up where they are? So Glenn Greenwald tweeted out uh, this morning. Even journalistically questioning what motivated that Atlanta shooting and the broader surge of anti-Asian violence was decreed off-limits hours after it happened to protect an evidence-free narrative. And yet now... And he quotes uh, NBC Los Angeles saying, officials, no evidence yet of federal hate crime in investigation of Atlanta shooting. So they haven't come up with any evidence a week after it happened. But it continues with the various, and they're stepping up patrols in this Asian neighborhood in the wake of the shooting in Atlanta. Even though there's no evidence
5: at all showing that it had anything to do with it. It's an evidence-free, fact-free narrative. And it's sick. And I, I like what you, you said. If you if you keep saying there's a race war, there's gonna be. And I I agree with Andrew Sullivan. This is another level
0: of weird journalism. This is not just the same thing. This is like we've taken it to eleven of where we're just going to completely obliterate what's going on and make up a
5: make up a story. I don't know where this takes us. It, it, listen to this mushy language. U.S. Representative Karen Bass, Democrat from California, called the attacks horrific. Of course they were and said civil rights groups across the country were working together to address the issue. The address the issue of lonely, misfit sex addicts? She says, quote, we all stand to lose. Just because it's happening to Asians, what's happening to Asians? Does not mean that I don't care about it at the same level as though it's happening to African Americans. All of us need to be concerned. I'm concerned that the majority of offenders against Asians are African American, Ms. Bass. Are you? Uh, Here's another activist, University of Southern California's Equity Research Institute. Oh, I bet I'd love these people. Said, hate crimes are not the issue of one community. Well, I would agree completely, but why are we even talking about hate crimes in this context? People understand that there's something that could happen to other groups, too. If you let it run loose for one group, it's going to come back and haunt you. What, What are you talking about? I mean, it's as if I were some sort of sicko. And I was uh, anti, I don't know, let me pick something harmless, uh, anti-Spaniard. And I discuss uh, a terrible rape or something. And this rape is a tragedy. It's an offense. We must protect our women. We must examine our law enforcement policies. And we must also... Examine our policies for admitting Spaniards into the United States. Spaniards account for X percent of the crimes. Spaniards this, Spaniards that. There's no connection. But I took the passion and the outrage over here and just went ahead and, and pulled it over to my favorite topic and applied the outrage to something totally unrelated. It's sick and it's intentional, too. It's weird. Boy, these are troubling times.
0: Yeah, it is. I don't know where this is going to go. I, I feel like we're on a continuum, and this is going to take us to further tour. But I suppose the next step, some point in the future, is th- these stories catch hold without even an incident at all. <laughs> you just make it up, I guess. I guess that's where we're headed. That would be the next step, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's very, very weird. Do you have any comment? Text line 415 295 Four one five two nine five 295 kftc We need to talk about what's going on at spring break in Miami. It's kind of interesting. Those weird sounds we played for you. That's from a zoo, the San Diego Zoo. We'll tell you about that story coming up next.
3: Armstrong.
0: So we played it a couple of minutes ago. It was a weird sound. Let me tell you what it is, and I think you'll appreciate hearing it more. Oh, by the way, uh, they declared a state of emergency in Miami over spring break. That's something. Uh, I've been to some good parties, but never one that was declared a state
5: of emergency. So i I was actually once oh wow good for you I'll, I'll tell you about that but yeah i've seen the news footage miami went unhinged a father has been arrested on suspicion of child endangerment after he carried his
0: two-year-old daughter into the elephant habitat at the san diego zoo to take a photograph with the animals good lord dad thought it would be cool to take his two-year-old little girl into the elephant habitat for a cool social media picture Wow! The, my, the man bypassed multiple barriers and common sense, and purposely and illegally trespassed into the. That, that's that's not the problem to me. That he broke some law into the habitat for Asian and African elephants. Oh, fuck! You got to bring the,
5: got to bring that into it. Whether they're Asian Race.
0: elephants or not makes no difference.
5: Wow! I'm glad there are no white supremacist elephants in there. It wow. was a safe space, Jack, for the Asian and African elephants. The uh, A witness who
0: provided video, and you'll hear the sound again here in a little bit, shows a man dropping the child as they flee the enclosure as a trumpeting elephant charged at them. The man picked up the toddler and was able to get her out safely. Thank God. I don't care if he gets trampled. Of course, then the little girl's fatherless. But uh, police said the 25-year-old man wanted to take a photo with the American bull elephant. Uh, being held on $100,000 bail. What do you do with somebody that makes a decision like that?
5: Well, this is a difficult moral ground for me. If he had been childless, I always root for the animal in this scenario, uh, the gorilla to tear him limb from limb, right. the tiger to eat him, the elephant to stomp him into the ground, just because I don't want his genes in the gene pool. On the other hand, he has reproduced beautiful little girl. I don't know. You know I want the little girl to be okay,
0: obviously. Uh, let's Let's hear the sound again, then I'll fill in a few more details. Oh, oh. Oh Oh my God, I can see how the people would be screaming Uh. because if you thought you were going to see a cute little girl trampled to death by an elephant, oh, that's
5: horrific. Yeah. Oof. I don't even want to think about
0: it. No, I don't either. One witness told local TV she heard a woman yelling, Jose, stop! Before the man jumped the fence and uh, went through the elephant enclosure. That elephant's going to charge, somebody yelled. We told him to get out, and he turned around, and he saw it, thankfully, just in time. He runs. He throws his baby through the gate, and its seconds from hitting him. He jumps through the gate and falls on the ground, and then it roared. So he barely wow. made it. The baby starts wow. crying, and people were really mad at this guy, said one person. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, he got arrested and taken off a $100,000 bail. The child went home with her mother, who's just got to be pleased with who she's married
5: to. Boy, in your uh, your more earthy civilizations, a guy like that, they might let him get away with one of those, but he would be on triple secret probation. One more idiot move like that, he'd be cast out of the tribe. It, don't you have a natural feeling of you wanted the elephant to stomp him out? Oh, yeah. Just be, yeah,
6: it's, absolutely. It's,
5: I think it's instinctive. It's like anthropological. But, you you know, know what I mean? I don't want his genes around. I don't want that little girl to see that. No, no. Is stupid a dominant or recessive gene? Of course, the guy is 25. Is it like left-handed or blue-eyed? Or yeah, baldness? Red-headed step I don't know. You know, I wanted to do this featurette on the former DNI. Said some shocking stuff about UFOs. Oh, I mean, I'm, I am a skeptic. Yeah, going from the earthiest, getting stomped by a beast to you know moving lights in the sky uh but what he said will shock you and we'll hit you
0: go ahead go ahead we'll hit you with what's going on in miami the state of emergency and the why behind it is kind of interesting i i was i was on I, i had missed this story if you did if you just thought well yeah you hear this all the time spring break's going crazy they're getting wild and drunk and the police have to crack down no this is this is a
5: different deal this is a different different deal than that You mean it's not just an excuse to air footage of girls in bikinis?
0: I'll tell you, it's not the COVID, which is the excuse the police are
1: using for cracking down.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
4: At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Everyone's waiting to see-
3: part of Miami Beach's entertainment district where the mayor says things have gotten out of control. We were out here last night watching police try to disperse these massive crowds. The city is desperate to get a handle on this situation. It was another chaotic night on Miami Beach. City of Miami Beach is
1: currently under a state of
3: emergency. The city extending a state of emergency Sunday after throngs of mostly maskless crowds descended into the entertainment district over the weekend. Dancing on cars, drinking in the streets, defying an 8 p.m. curfew issued Saturday. You
5: are commanded to immediately and peacefully
1: disperse.
3: And protesting against it. Police swooping in, shooting pepper balls into the crowd. The stampede of partygoers fleeing Ocean Drive. Some even trampled city officials holding an emergency meeting Sunday, extending the 8 p.m. curfew in the entertainment district until mid-April.
0: So I heard this over the weekend. I wasn't paying much attention to it. And every year of my adult life, there's been spring break somewhere, wherever the hot spot is at the time. Whether it's uh, Miami Beach or uh, where are some of the various hot spots? South Padre Island, South Padre was a big one.
5: Cancun,
0: right? There's one Daytona Beach that was a big one back in the day. Oh yeah, Fort Um, Lauderdale. That's the uh, and uh, and I thought, okay, it's just a normal mayhem. Then I heard an 8 p.m. curfew on a Saturday night. People come from all over the country, and you pay however much to travel there, and you get a hotel room or anything like that, and you're told you have to be in your room at 8 o'clock. I mean, <laughs> Well, and you're there to party all night. Well, yeah. yeah. 8 o'clock. I mean, I would have uh, rebelled against that. but So I didn't quite understand what was going on. So uh, Tim Sandifer had this thread that he tweeted out, and I'm just going to read from this guy named Momor. I don't know who he is, but. He's got a threat on this. The national media will tell you that Miami Beach issued a state of emergency and shut down because of the crowds. And some will lie and say it's because of COVID. I thought that was a pretty weak excuse to shut down partying at 8 o'clock at night. I'm not enough sure people wearing masks. That's only half the story. Here are some of the videos of what's really going on. This happened twice at the same restaurant, which included a video of people just beating the hell out of some people in a restaurant i mean just the crowds of people beating on people laying on the ground in a restaurant um here's the aftermath of the restaurant and it just shows destruction everything's broken and here's the aftermath everyone walked out on their tabs totaling over two thousand dollars before tips remember this happened two nights in a row but there's more walking out on a bill is so common during spring break that waiters are now having to chase down patrons and tackle them on the street and don't forget that the women twerking and blocking traffic, which happens at every street corner, so nobody can drive anywhere. It shows women up on top of the cars twerking, and traffic is deadlocked in this, in, a, in a
5: major city. Well, at least there's something to watch.
0: Yeah, the twerking would bother me less than the being beaten up at the restaurant. Oh, <laughs> yes. The fights are constant. Every day and night, at least two or three involve shootings. Mind you, this is a ten-block by three-block area. It's not that big. But wait, there's more, and there's another video of just... Absolute mayhem. I mean, there are people rolling around beating on each other everywhere on the wow. street. It's wow. just, I mean, it's like, I don't know what it's like. It's like those old westerns where they would get that barroom fight going, except it's, uh, young uh, b- bikini people and, uh, and cargo shorts people rolling around on the street at Miami Beach. The fights don't just end there. Nope, they carry on to the airport, like these two ladies in Fort Lauderdale. This one is my favorite by far because these two don't even care that there's a cop there, but they're they're rolling around on the floor fighting each other. But wait, there's more. Another night, another restaurant, completely trashed. This time a man decides to use a woman's head as a basketball on the asphalt, as you see here. Great, Scott. This is why Miami Beach issued a state of emergency. It had zero to do with COVID and 100% to do with this type of nightly behavior. What you see here are two things. One, uh, and this is just this guy's opinion. I don't know. Uh, over-politicization of police work, the NAACP called Miami Beach PD racists last year for cracking down. And this is what's ha- this is what happens when you don't police let police do their jobs. And he uh, has a screen capture of viral videos of spring break arrests show r- racist policing in South Beach.
5: You know, I wondered whether we were going to go there because the news videos I saw, uh, I saw of the cops in action um, and violence against cops, the, the crowds were predominantly black, young people. And I wondered whether the tensions there had been ratcheted up because of recent efforts uh, by the woke left to start a race war.
0: Um, it goes through a variety of the the police doing it, not preparing, should have realized it was going to be bad like it was last year, having more resources, blah, blah, blah. As you can see, none of this has anything to do with COVID. None of it. Miami's hospitals are virtually empty. Vaccinations are now available to 40-year-olds. COVID had nothing to do with shutting down Miami Beach. These videos is what did it. For those wow. claiming these are old, edited, whatever, blah, 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 he uh, posts his bona fides, but... Um, for those claiming this is a normal spring break, which is what I thought because I was just barely paying attention, it is not. And trying to normalize this helps no one.
5: Well, that's, that's a great final line, and it's right back to our, our theme this morning. Uh, journalism has gone from spin and, and stretching facts to now inventing them. I heard this uh, story reported in a number of different places, in a number of different ways, but every single one of them was about, yeah, the, the crowds are mostly unmasked, they're too close together, and there's fear of COVID.
0: Yeah, and I just saw it up on Good Morning America, they did that. A mostly unmasked, yeah, th- th- that's not really, that's the excuse they're using because they've had these headlines. Black leaders react to South Beach spring break curfew, crackdown, unnecessary force. they're They are having to say it's COVID because they can't say, look, it's complete violent mayhem. Shootings, right. beatings everywhere.
5: We got to do something. And the NAACP is involved because it's predominantly black young people. Appears to be the the videos
0: of people um, uh, fighting in the restaurant look to be, but you know that could be.
5: Maybe there were ten white fights over there. I don't have any idea. I wasn't there. But. You know the one party I was uh, part of. It was giant. It was after a football game. Uh. A college football game at a, a university that will remain nameless because they're a bunch of flat fluted, flat footed, half ass basketball game losers. It's, it's low effort, d- 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 dominated by a lower seed, d- d- disappointing
2: jackasses.
5: They didn't want it. They didn't want it enough. Anyway, it was after quite a notable victory by said Sad Sack University on Halloween night, Jack. Some giant upset victory. Traditional drunkathon at college, anyway, and it turned into a riot. And at the time in the 80s, trust me, it was a very white crowd, and the cops seemed none too amused by our hijinks either. Actually, as soon as I saw a bottle fly through the air, me and my buddy said, We're out! And uh, we bat and went back home to uh, do our partying uh, behind closed doors. But uh, yeah, if you're rioting, cops don't care what color you are, all right? Yeah, I said earlier
0: I didn't think I'd ever been at a party that was a state of emergency. If you use that example, I was at a, it was also a sports-related, I think, in Manhattan, Kansas, where mm. Kansas State is, and they'd won some football game or something like that, and at night time, there were police cars being tipped over and that sort of thing. And uh I, I also just decided that that was not the right place for me to be.
5: Yeah, yeah. Some good judgment, son. Nothing good ever happens after midnight or after that first bottle flies through the air. I have gotten very, very
0: excited when my sports team wins. I mean, so excited it's ridiculous, given the fact that I played no role in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never wanted to destroy a thing. Never, even slightly. Not not a window, not a bottle, not a anything. Maybe kill a can of beer. Destroy many of my or brain 12. cells. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Destroy destroy my own self-respect. I've done that. <laughs> oh, please. Just lean waste to
5: it. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs, are they menacing us from the skies? Stay with us. First, a quick note from our friends at Simply Save Home Security. They deliver award-winning twenty-four seven protection against break-ins, fire, flooding, a medical emergency. You have the best. Professional monitors in the business keeping you safe 24-7. And yet you don't have any of the negatives of old home security system. Right. You set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's easy to set up. It's easy to use.
0: There's no long contract. So we're going to tell you how to order it in a second. And that's easy. It's all simple with Simply Safe. And yeah, they got your back day and night ready to send police fire EMTs as soon as you see
5: UFOs. And we said to them, we said, look, we'll tell our friends about Simply Safe if you give them a free home security camera. There's no compromise. We strong it's, armed them. So they said, yeah, okay, all right. Free home security camera when you go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Sixty day risk free trial, nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for your free security camera today. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong.
0: So you said, are UFOs menacing us from the sky as opposed to from beneath ground or?
5: Ah, ah, funny. You should mention that. Some of the UFOs may have multimedia capabilities, and I don't mean like like publish a blog and a vlog. Uh, they can go from the air to under the sea. Are UFOs vlogging? <laughs> no, 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 no. Are they submarining, then careening into the sky and bringing death down from above? Well, obviously not. But some really interesting stuff from the former DNI, and and I usually just roll my eyes at this stuff. This is pretty compelling UFO news coming up in moments.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: could see as a plateauing for a period of time before we continue on a downward
0: decline in large part because b117 is becoming more prevalent in large part because we're pulling back too quickly with respect to taking off our masks and lifting the mitigation but i still don't think that it's going to be enough to create a true fourth wave if you look at in europe where they're having a true
1: fourth wave they've only vaccinated one in one in nine adults here in the u.s we've vaccinated one in three in the uk which is seeing consistent declines they've vaccinated one in two so The vaccination
0: is going to be a backstop, and we're continuing to vaccinate about 3 million people a day right now. He's the best. Coronavirus! He's the best out there on this stuff, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. That's the number I've been looking for. I keep hearing the the percentage of total population that's vaccinated. It's a worthless statistic. Right. This is not a young person's disease. So, one in three
5: adults have been vaccinated. That's huge. That's fantastic. And you know what I appreciate so much about Gottlieb is he reminds me that there are people like him, whether it's him or, or Matt Taibbi or Bill Maher increasingly. I know what Maher thinks, and, and I disagree with him a lot. But I also know he's confident enough in his beliefs to just express them and not pass them off as, as known facts or, or or try to spin them or twist them or, or, or do a sales job on you. He's just expressing them, saying, here are my ideas. What do you think? I just like that. I like Gottlieb, he's reasonable. That's good news.
0: Yeah, we're at fifty five percent at minimum of people with some sort of resistance. Either you had it or you had the vaccine, and that should be enough to keep away whatever happens. So that yeah. that's cool.
5: Yeah, I just got a note from a friend who was gonna swing by and, and visit us. He he lives in a another part of the country these days, but um and he just got word from his company that they're not allowed to do anything like that, or they can't come back to work for a couple of weeks and as he said, I'm so over this chisel nizzle. I can't tell you. As are the rest of us. Anyway, was there more Gottlieb we were going to play, or no. are we good? No. Okay, cool. So this is uh, this is really quite something. I'm I'm not generally UFO guy, but John Ratcliffe, who was the uh, DNI, Director of National Intelligence under Trump, uh, visited Maria Bartiromo the other day on her uh, her TV show. And let's see, let's go ahead and, and kick it off with uh, clip number nine, Sean
6: but frankly there are a lot more sightings than have been made public some of those have been declassified when we talk about sightings we're talking about objects that have been seen by navy or air force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery that um, uh, frankly um, engage in actions that are difficult to explain that um, movements that uh, that are hard to replicate that we don't have the technology for or traveling at speeds that you know exceed the sound barrier without a, a sonic boom so in short um, things that we are observing that are difficult to explain. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's actually quite a few of those, and I think that that information is being gathered and will, will be put out um, in a way that the American people can see.
5: Now, he also points out that they don't immediately go to, it's spacemen come to harvest our vital organs <laughs> and drink our juices, in clip number 10.
6: <laughs> when we see these things, Maria, we always look for a, a, a plausible explanation. You know, weather can cause disturbances, visual disturbances. Sometimes we wonder whether or not our adversaries have technologies um, that are a little bit further down the road than we thought or that we realized. But there are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things that we've seen. And, um, you know, when that information becomes declassified, I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that.
0: No, clearly he's seen alien autopsies. (laughs) Okay, that's what you took
5: from that. (laughs) Did you know? Did you know? And this is this is so strange. The government in December was given a 180 day deadline to disclose what they knew, meaning the report should be out before June 1st. Um, That was part of the two point three trillion dollar covid relief bill under Trump, which just goes to show you that legislation. You can call it anything you want. COVID relief or American Recovery Act or Jimmy the Bill. And (laughs) then
1: they just
0: jam whatever they want. Um, I've always assumed any entity that could travel through the universe to get to to the Earth is so far ahead of us technologically. There's no point in even thinking about it. They're going to do whatever they want to do. If they have intergalactic space travel down,
5: they're going to do whatever they want to do. But they're still using muskets to kill, you know, uh, right. other beings? It's yeah. unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that if uh, the, the, the thing that's always bothered me about the alien thing, uh, the uh, space alien UFO idea, is that they're so ham handed that we, we can see them. I mean, they show themselves semi regularly, mm-hmm. but they never do anything. Or at least, uh, maybe, okay, maybe the answer would be well, they never do anything you're aware of. They're surveilling us. They're, uh, you know, whatever. They're harvesting our babies or something in the third world. And you just don't, you know, maybe they're doing something we can't perceive. But they always seem to be right on that that same level of they flash by in the sky. And that's it. And nothing else.
0: Well, what would we do if we could contact another planet full of life? We'd just observe it, mostly.
5: Well, yeah, the uh, the, uh, first uh, directive of Starfleet is uh, non-interference. Of course. Oh, that reminds me, isn't it uh, Bill Shatner's birthday or something? It is Captain
0: Kirk's birthday today. He's 90 years old.
5: As long as we're in space, play uh, clip number three, Sean. The concept was that Captain Kirk would be torn between duty and humanity, between Spock and McCoy, and and he'd have to go down these various roads, finally arrive at the answer. That was the well-made Star Trek play. Well, between duty, humanity, and booty... In Guess which one often won out? <laughs> well, fascinating. Booty then duty. Come on, it's, if there's time for duty, get some booty.
2: And
0: if you got some weird space cootie, then the uh, doctor, what's his name, and fix you <laughs> up.
5: Yeah, give you that wood. Shot you if you get his gold. <laughs> Please, And Andorian, you know the, the syphilis.
0: How much time do I got, Michael?
5: Uh, we got two minutes.
0: Biden said the most annoying thing on Friday. Really made me angry. Ow, my knee? Um, oh, the, Yeah. So he it was, stumbled and fumbled and bumbled up the stairs? It was after he fell up the stairs. Oh, did you see the Olympic surfer girl that got struck by lightning? Did you see that story? No, I oh, missed that. Man. That's 20, awful. 22 years old Olympic surfer. You think if you're a surfer in the ocean, if you get a weird, like, what are the chances of that death? It's going to be shark attack. No, she gets struck by lightning and killed oh lord yeah crazy i didn't know surfing was in the olympics but having put that aside that's terrible i didn't know you could get struck by lightning on the ocean so we all learned things there um so i heard biden so he he lands in uh atlanta and gives a speech about uh you know racism against asian people and without connecting the dots because there are no dots to connect just kind of letting you fill in the blanks that oh these people that were murdered is because of this ongoing attack on Asians across the country. And the fact that he doesn't connect them is proof there's no connection. Of course, there's no connection. But then he pivots to the reason he was originally going to be traveling around last week, and that was to crow about the uh, the $2 trillion stimulus package. And part of his speech... He said, "We're going to give schools the tools they need. Let me let me see if I got time to grab the exact verbiage because it was important. The exact verbiage they had that made me angry. Uh, we're going to give schools the tools they need um, to be able to. Oh, we're going to give schools the resources they need. We're going to follow the science, not politics." And he like oh. really emphasized that and you know pointed to the air. We're going to follow the science, not politics. When the exact freaking opposite coast to coast is what's happened we followed the politics and not the science exactly and he got away with that no challenge on that he doesn't do press conferences but no challenge on that on the the news shows all day long nobody pointing out that's
5: exactly the opposite of what has happened lick the boots of the powerful media that's your job right
1: armstrong
5: and getty it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper